Welcome to the Soma Soulworks Podcast. We hope here to equip, empower, and inspire a global community of creatives through rich, Christ-focused conversation. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, and welcome to the Soma Soulworks Podcast. Uh, this is Hunter on the mic right now, not here often. And with me today is Sammy. And today we're doing something a little bit different, but not too different, but we're going to be starting to do a series on interviews of people kind of in our office space and just hearing about their story of how they got involved with Soma or whatever they want to share with people. And so, yeah, for our first week, we have Sammy here to give a little bit of her story. I don't know, Sammy, if you want to just jump into it or share a little bit of what you got. Sure thing. Yeah. Honestly, I've been with Soma just over five years now. Uh, I was in 2017 that I kind of wandered in randomly from a a series of events that, you know, got me to their doorstep. And honestly, looking back, it was even further before that, that all the sort of life magical coincidences that started happening to, to get me to that point. Uh, cause when I, I, I grew up in Montana, uh, that's quite a wa- far away from where, well, maybe not. Anyway. I mean, it's pretty far. I mean, <laughs> it feels far. It's, I've never even been to Montana. It's a long drive. It's kind of the <laughs> middle of nowhere. Uh, and honestly, a lot of people that I knew in Montana, like they're still there. That's usually the kind of place where you, hmm. you either stay or you, or you leave. Like it's, <laughs> there's no in between. I guess those are the two options. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess those are, that's always the two options, right? But basically, you know, I kind of thought that's where the rest of my life was going to take place until college uh, when my family ended up moving here to Oregon. And because I went to college uh, in Montana thinking I'm going to stay, quote unquote, close to home (laughs) and then home moved away from me. Um, so I don't regret it at all, obviously, but, uh, at that time, like, I remember just feeling so put out, like, what, what the heck is, why, why are all these strange things happening that are forcing us to move? Like, it was last minute, the, the reasons didn't make any sense, because, like, the, they were, (laughs) it's like my dad's company lived on land that they were renting, and the people who are renting it out, like, for context, it was right next to a giant slag heap from what used to be a lead smeltery, all right? And then they were like, we want that land for a nature preservation. I'm like, on the lead smeltery? (laughs) You know, it was just all these things of, like, this makes zero sense. But then fast forward many years, and, like, looking back, I'm able to be like, okay, so whether or not this was God's plan or God redeeming something hard, Mm -hmm. what I saw from that is that it got me out of a place where there really wasn't a career future for me. But it also got me living on my own and actually branching out and growing up in a way I wouldn't have if I was, you know, still quote unquote close to home. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. have branched out, stepped out, um, and then th- three, that meant my family was located where my future ended up taking me. Um, I n- would not have ended up 
at Soma if it wasn't for the sheer geographic proximity of like I was walking down the street and went, what is this? Is this a game studio? Like I've been looking at game studios and this guy is not on the list of game studios and it's so close. Like I'm just, I'm just going to apply. I'm going to go out there and do that. Um, and also that it was just such a different direction than I had planned my life to be going. I was through college. Um, I was like, I'm going to be a translator. I'm going to learn a language, get good at it, go study abroad over there. Um, and specifically I took up Japanese. So I thought I was going to go through with the Japanese English teaching program that they have. Um, and then come back, be fluent, and get a job as a translator because I thought mm. that was the only way I could kind of do something more fun as a as a for a career because I didn't think game design was even plausible. Um, so it just kind of was like, eh, that's a pipe dream. It's never going to happen. Maybe one day I'll get to make indie games. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, I I guess what I got for ignoring I. I ignored something that was a clear passion in favor of being quote unquote practical. Mm. Uh, and then God was like, you know what? You don't, you don't need to be practical. Here you go. Have your dream job. <laughs> um, but it also wasn't necessarily just handed on a silver platter. Like, mm. man, a lot of string pulling um, came together to put me in this location. But then that's really as far as it generally goes is God will be like, here's your door. Now you have to open it. You have to walk through it. You have to make it happen from there. Um, so I'm always a proponent of kind of balance in all things, but it's, mm. I guess, a combination of being able to recognize when God is giving you an opportunity and then taking it upon yourself to to rise to the expectation or to the moment. Mm. Um, and really quick, what would you say you do here exactly? <laughs> Oh, I don't think you've actually said, like, what you do well, at SOMA. Fair. Actually, <laughs> so I went to college, but even though I was, my goal was translator, so what yeah. I did was get an English degree. Which makes sense. Um, and I came to SOMA offering writing as my selling point and ended up falling into enough, saying yes to enough things that I'm now a level designer, okay. which is, has nothing to do with my degree at all. But, um, you know, you just take on enough enough stuff and do enough research and you can kind of just fall into what I think you're I don't I, you know I don't know where I was going with that thought I, know where <laughs> I'm going with that I think I was following you though I get it I, I mean. do remember in college laughing at this guy at a writer's conference who was like he's like you know if you really want a job that you part of their their uh their advice was you know dress for the job you want act and act like you're doing the job you want. Hmm. And this one guy, he's like, you know, if you just really want to work at a particular place, just show up and start sweeping the floors. Like, <laughs> you know, they'll be too awkward. You know, they won't they won't ask you to leave or whatever. And I just thought, that's that's crazy talk. Um, and he was, you know, hyperbolizing. But then coming that's into true. SOMA, it was kind of exactly <laughs> how I got my job. Um, I was offered the chance to sort of intern for a few months. I was given, like hey, this is the usual hours we do it, come and go is, you mm -hmm. know, whatever. And so I just acted like I worked there and started trying to take the responsibilities of like, oh, do you need me to do that? Like, oh, you've got dishes to do? I'll do the dishes. You know, that's fine. You know, just sort of, 
I guess I, I presented <laughs> like, hey, this is what you would get if you hired me. And that eventually paid off. They were like, mm-hmm. oh, well, yeah, we don't want to ask her to leave. So uh, let's <laughs> throw some money at her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, I wouldn't laugh so hard if it wasn't so true to my story. Not just a stone, but I feel like that's how I've gotten every job I've gotten too. So I can stand by that advice. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> that's awesome though. That's cool. Yeah, I think I remembering back to when I started at Stone. It was almost a year ago, actually. I think you were one of the first people that I like met there because I just awkwardly sat down next to you and was like, <laughs> this is where I'm sitting. <laughs> at least right now. But um, The empty space next to my desk. <laughs> yeah. I, at that point in time, I had no idea, like, who's been there for a long time, who's been there for a little bit of time. Definitely not, like, how they got there or even what they did. Um, I don't think I learned exactly what you did for months. Um, (laughs) And that's not your fault. That's just everybody. But it was just, like, it's really interesting to hear little stories. And there's so many things in your story that I have heard before. I didn't know that you were from Montana. My sister's name is Montana. And like I said, neither I of us have that. ever been there. So <laughs> I have no no idea anything about that, but that's really cool. Oh, um, yeah. Not so. much in the way of careers, but nature is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I, I really want to go out. I I do like nature, so it sounds like a cool place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but for you, though, I see like a couple things. There's a lot of like change, like moving from one place to another in your story, whether it was like kind of against your will, something that just happened to you or something that you tried to make happen and then it didn't work or mm-hmm. something that you just kind of like let happen because it was kind of just happening already <laughs> like I don't know it's all of this different kind of change and whatever um, of things that happen in your life and motivation um, less of like a motivation of like do I have the motivation to do this but motivation of like why are you doing this how are you doing this yeah. kind of sticks out to me a lot in your story at least um, for me how I view that there's like kind of two opposite ends of the spectrum. And I kind of share with you earlier about that spectrum. It can either be in, uh, when we look at how we go about things that we do, it's either um, on one end in pride of, I understand what's best for me, understand what's best for my future and all of this kind of stuff. So I'm gonna go with my plans and what I want to do. And then the opposite, which can kind of be that fear of like, I don't really wanna put myself out there because I could fail. I don't wanna, you know, set my goals too high because, I mean, let's be honest, I'm probably not going to reach them and that's going to suck when I don't. And so I'm going to hold myself back because of that. Um, that motivation, so does that like ring true for you in that your story or is you hearing that now? lean more towards the the more fear side, that hmm. side that was like, well, and it wasn't even so much the failure as like, that's an unrealistic goal. I'm not going to make money doing that. Um but it also kind of came from more of a, a sheer naivety of just like hmm. not, uh, and I, I mean spiritually, like I didn't even think of like God having my back as as a factor, like or that He would have plan active plans for me. Um, you know, I've grown a lot spiritually in the last five years, largely in part because of Soma. Hmm. Um, but yeah, prior to that, I was just kind of like, well. You know, God's up there just watching, and I need to to not sin, not break anything. Um, But I certainly didn't think he, you know, there was like this, like, oh, this is what's destined for you. I'm like, I I just got to, I'm on my own here. I got to make my own life and and figure it out. Um, 
and, and not out of pride just because I, I didn't know that help was an option. Hmm. Uh, so the other thing that I saw in your story was that there was this huge connection between God placing an opportunity in front of you um, and you having to actually follow through with that opportunity. Um, like whether it be way early and God placing something in front of you, as you mentioned, like the lead slack, <laughs> um, which I don't know if you could view that as opportunity. That's some weird metaphor in there of like an opportunity of this environmental disaster that was turned into an environmental escape for people. But whatever it is, uh, that's something that like stuck out to me in your story as you were sharing it. Um, this recognition of opportunity coming from God in the first place, I think can be really hard, obviously, mm-hmm. um, especially in that moment, because a lot of times that's not easy to recognize that like, oh, this thing that's happening to me that's probably really stressful and I don't really like right now is actually opportunity, which is supposed to be a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe we see that in hindsight more so. I don't know if you probably definitely agree. So far, it's been mostly hindsight, although because I, a few years ago, kind of like really sat down and thought about this and realized like, mm. wow, yeah, this is the... um. You know, that was in retrospect, like some divine intervention type stuff, or at least that's what it, I am interpreting it as now. And then that helps me that when hard things are happening in the modern day, I'm able to kind of take a bit of a breath and be like, okay, is this maybe God working mysterious <laughs> ways? Or, you know, maybe just like, okay, God will be here with me with this, just like he was then. So like in the last, this year, sometime I got, rear-ended for no real reason and it totaled my car again for like no the car ran perfectly fine it just had a big cosmetic blemish and that was quote-unquote totaling the car (laughs) and I was like in a position where I could have gotten really stressed out about it but I'm like you know what that car had problems with the back window the driver window the AC was going out (laughs) and there was this other issue like this weird noise that I was hearing and then so what ended I'm like maybe God is doing this so that I can get a better car right mm. now, you know, before this one, before I dump too much money into this one and and, and just keep driving a corpse. Um, and that ended up being kind of how it played out, is that not only did I get a better car, I made a profit <laughs> based <laughs> on what I spent on my original car versus what I spent on my new car. And it, I'm like, and what the insurance paid out mm-hmm. from the accident. I'm like, you know... At the time, I was pretty like, oh, God, I got to deal with this. And there's paperwork and whatever. And then it just, but it ended up being in my best interest. Mm -hmm. And yeah, no, it just kind of, it can help me not turn a potential, I don't know, stressor into, into too big of a deal. Totally. But obviously, in the moment when you totaled your car (laughs) you're like this sucks why are you doing this god why are you you know throwing this thing my way that i i do not like so much and it's difficult and all of that or whatever Mm -hmm. and then like a month later you're like oh i see what you did there sorry for my harsh words (laughs) exactly foolishness (laughs) that was actually a really good thing um yeah it reminds me of uh this sermon series, a friend of mine gave a long time ago. He did a, a series called The Bible Doesn't Say That, which I absolutely mm-hmm. loved. And each week he would go through, or whenever he came up to speak, he would go through a different phrase that we say at church all the time. But like 
is actually nowhere found in scripture. And and the one that stuck out to me when you're talking talking about that specifically is god wouldn't give you more than you can handle yeah i'm sure the bible says the exact opposite (laughs) yes i just love the idea that that would even be true to begin with because that would like negate the entire purpose of the bible (laughs) like if god only gave us what we could handle then like what's why do we need god or jesus or any of this to begin with yeah (laughs) um and and really like at the end of that it's like it is the opposite of that like god gives us more than we can handle all the time because that's kind of the point we're supposed to not rely on our own strength but in his mm-hmm. um in your own story like that was just one of those uh moments there but like have you been able to recognize uh and i'm going a little bit off script here from what i think i told you but like have you been able to recognize moments where you felt like you were relying on your own strength versus god's strength yeah hot See, it's only in the last few years, like, again, that I have this frame of reference. Um, so certainly, even though I grew up in the church, um, there's I've had a lot of instances where I was probably relying more on my own strength because I thought it was out of necessity, being like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to be the one to, to make this right. I have to get the good grades, and I have to work towards making the big paycheck and, like, uh, it's a lot of responsibility to bear, I guess. And I also did have this general notion of like, well, if I'm unhappy, that's my problem and I have to change it. Like, oh, is somebody being mean to me? Well, that's my problem and I have to change it. Like, I can't expect them to treat me differently. I have to just change how I react to that. And um, I think there's a degree of truth there, but there's also a vast degree of corruption there where I was taking Mm. way too much on where and it's absolutely relieving to be like oh well you know this is too much for me to bear alone but god's always there to help carry the load uh and make sure that things won't ever won't ever really get to a point where it's irrecoverable like he can Mm -hmm. recover anything um i've i've you know, I guess comparatively, my life has been very, very easy. But I know people who who have that that mindset of like, yeah, when you're at the bottom of the barrel, God will hoist you out. And like, as far as I can <laughs> tell, that seems to be absolutely true as long as you hmm. have that relationship and can rely there. Um, and I think if you s- have that mindset before you ever experience it, I think you can really avoid getting to the bottom of the barrel. Like he hmm. will catch you before you fall in. Yeah, it's very true. Well, thank you, Sammy. Um, yeah, this is the first of hopefully many of little testimonies, little story times with Soma people about how we got here, what we've been learning in our own journeys. Um, I think there's a lot of importance in asking these kinds of questions to the people around you. Um, like I was saying, Sammy was the first person I sat next to in the office, and um, I didn't even know a lot of these things. And so I'm sure a lot of our listeners probably definitely also haven't heard these things about her story and how it can uh, empower us and and teach us to look in our own lives and think like, where does my motivation come from? Where does my strength come from? Uh, And what can I learn about your story to help me learn in my own, uh, get along the way and discover more about what my relationship with God looks like? And yeah, so thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I know JB long ago was like, you really should tell that story. So hopefully I (laughs) 
did it any sort of justice. I I don't know. I feel like I just ramble all the time. Yeah, I think it was good. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, We hope you have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for today's conversation. You can find us online at somasoulworks.org and continue these conversations with our small group curriculum. We hope to see you next time and have a great day.